All right, welcome to Defy the Norm podcast. I'm Robin. I'm Victor. And today we are going to talk all about a misaligned to-do list. A mis- I'm so busy. I have so much to do. I, I just I just don't have time. I don't know. You don't understand. And a mind virus. Oh, and mind virus. That's right. Um, real quick, if you don't know anything about us, uh, we've been traveling with our family of five kids for the last seven and a half years. And uh, we before that, and during that, we are both health and fitness and mindset coaches. And we're kind of integrating both. We try to bring in travel with health. Not to say that travel is the only way to achieve health. It's just relevant in this episode because what travel did for us was allow us to reshift, uh, rearrange what our life looked like. It created all this time for us to like get healthy to a level beyond what we defined as health before. Before, Victor, you probably would have said, oh, you know, he was busy at work and stuff, but he was healthy because he worked out and he ate right. And while you were healthy, it's not nearly the level of health that you have now. Would you agree? That is correct. You know, the health and vitality that one feels is linked more than to just gym time and nutrition. And I I speculated that because... You know, I was working with people for many, many years that did those things and seemingly did not have a joie de vivre, a zest for life, a vitality that I truly feel everyone deserves. And so we um, part of what Victor and I do in our coaching uh, now, not only we still maintain the idea of you need to work out and we need to make sure you're eating correctly and correctly means like a whole food diet. Maybe we can shift some macronutrients depending on your needs. But overall, if it came from a mom or a seed, it's usually good as long as that's not GMO, blah, blah, blah. But what we really, really do now is get to the root of all sickness and that is emotion, especially trapped emotion. And so while we do give our clients exercises to do, we spend most of our time working on aligning the chakras and getting people to become mindful of whatever those emotions are that are keeping the chakras blocked. You want to add to that? Yeah, I, I think uh, we is we use chakras as a template or give people an understanding of what those are, it consistently shows up to pay positive dividends for them to have an understanding of uh, being out of alignment, right? Not living a life that they were essentially meant to live right they were we are all essentially here to live a life we are meant to live and finding that way the the chakras present a beautiful opportunity for that so we're talking today a little bit um not a little bit a lot about the solar plexus and you know you can go over to baking mindfulness fun youtube channel and you can find a bunch of videos that i talk about solar plexus but solar plexus is the space of i do but the reason it becomes misaligned is because people people do a lot. They fill their schedule with so many uh, tasks, so many obligations, so many necessities that they think are necessities that um, when I ask, or when we ask people, they think like, yeah, I have a, a healthy solar plexus. I do a lot of things. And it's like, that is not what solar plexus is about. Solar plexus is actually more about doing things that take you outside your comfort zone where you can feel a sense of confidence, feeling brave, acting bold in alignment 
with your heart chakra and your sacral chakra, which means in alignment with compassion and in alignment with vulnerability, which is like, that's kind of a complex thought to be like, so you, so you want me to act bold and brave while exposing myself and not really caring what people think of me. And to some extent, yes, that, that is, uh, that is the goal of a healthy solar plexus. And you know, you have to know, uh, that each chakra point impacts certain parts of the body. So when you have a blockage, say in solar plexus, you're going to have manifestations of poor gut health. You're going to have digestion issues. Um, when you have blocked sacral chakra, you're going to have um, reproductive issues. When you have blocked heart chakra, you're going to have heart disease. <laughs> um, did you want to add again? Yeah, and to unpack that just very, very simply, think about how much, how many of us myself included, we're living in a life where you're, you're just get up and you go and you're going because this is what you feel like, okay, well, this is just what we're supposed to do. And this is how life is supposed to look. And we're supposed to live in these places and we're supposed to have these mortgage, these payments. And this is just how it is. And we got to run kids here and there. And we've never stopped to go, is there another way? And, and this is the absolute truth. You have to be able to find a life for yourself that allows you to live in, in alignment is the easy word, but within some of those confines, cause like you can make your life extremely challenging. Like I'm going to live off grid and I have to ship in my water and I have to bring in a uh, solar. And I, I, now the challenges are you're doing a lot but is that flexing too many? Is that really an alignment? Now you're completely disconnected and you have none of the, uh, none of the things that you might actually need. Some of the things that you actually might need on a daily basis to add some level to achieve your alignment, figuring out, getting to the root of what that is. That is the, the why, the passion, what makes things tick, that joie de vivre. Um, we can't get away completely from it but we can work in harmony with it, just like nature works in harmony with itself. That would so, you think? Yeah, so ask, asking yourself, you know, what, what do I really want to do today? And finding that, that small like, hour that you carve out for yourself to start with, or that one weekend a month where you block out your calendar and you just do things for you, we, we really aren't talking that a solar plexus is only in alignment by, uh, like you said, going off grid or moving into an RV. It's more a function of trying to look at your calendar and then take control there, block out time, and then start doing time in things that build curiosity. Because now the next problem comes is I usually, if I work with somebody and I see that they're misaligned in their solar plexus the next step is like they don't have enough experience I feel like we've done a podcast I know I've done a YouTube video on this there's not oh Gabby and I did a YouTube video on this the next problem is that they don't have enough experiences to draw upon to go hmm what would be fun what not fun as an escapism not like let's go party all weekend what would be fun to I mean, I'll use a simple, like, do I want to go fly to 
into Denver, rent a car and go backpacking for the weekend. Do I want to, um, you know, it's not about just luxury. It's about experiencing. So you finish an experience and go like, I just did that. I can't believe I did that. That was so cool. I was scared. I was a little nervous and now I just did it. And maybe it's something small like flying to Tulum and doing a yoga retreat for for a couple days. I mean, there can be elements of luxury to it, but we're trying to get people to where you're in this position where you're like, I'm just not sure. There, there's unpredictability there. I'm not so sure that this is going to be easy. I don't want you to be unsafe, but you have to draw from a new experience so that you can finish with that feeling of like, I did that. I did that and like I didn't realize I was capable of something so exciting, so exhilarating. This is not the same as getting drunk at a bar Friday night and surviving alcohol poisoning. (laughs) We're trying to go outside the box, thinking differently. Don't you think, Robin, that one of the biggest problems that we have in modern society and in our culture is that that grind mentality literally just destroys the the want or desire to add discomfort because what we're talking about is a little bit of outside the box makes you uncomfortable and so you're so ground down in many many ways in our everyday life that you're like go sleep on the floor in a tent I'm like the my bed is the only thing that is comfort right now. I don't want to do that and make life any I harder. Think go more into it because I think you're telling from personal experience, well, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I, share, share. I, I, well, I mean, those bridges are important. And I think if we share that, you know, I, I, the discomfort associated with doing just about anything early in our travels, I can't point to one. Does one come to your head, to your mind when you say that? Because there, I, were, mo- there were like consistently, yeah. I don't want to do that. That sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like, uh, oh, we're going to go hike this 20 miler. And I'm like, ah, nah, I'm good. I'll just stay back at the RV. Some inconvenience about my schedule, working with clients would make it so that I, I just don't want to flex that. Or, um, you know, mountain rock climbing has always been consistently very, very challenging for me. So I'd be like, ah, you know, that's, that's too high. I'm good. And so you don't have the space in your life to push into these things that could bring you immense fulfillment. That's a problem. And I think the big thing that helped you overcome it was having time to just decompress first. Like Victor always talks about it with his clients in um, the, like their bodies are like a bank account. You're making withdrawals or you're putting in deposits. You know, for Victor, what he's trying to say is, very relevant, very true that he was, he always would tell himself that if I, if I make things more of a struggle, I'm a more worthy person, the more I struggle. And therefore, if I don't have time, or if I'm, if I work out harder, or if I'm busier, therefore, I am tired, therefore, I'm struggling, therefore, I am worthy, right? It made it, Absolutely. Absolutely. That grind mentality. And while some of those struggles, guys, are very critical to success, they don't guarantee it. It's only when it's mixed intelligently with other aspects of your life that that could potentially come together. And then it doesn't become it's less of a grind. It's a, if you're grinding, we're taught that the grind is part of life. Yeah. 
Grind is part of life. You're digging a hole, you're digging a ditch, that's a grind. You're just going to put it in. However, if, if you can find alignment in these other places, you're in for the best day ever. <laughs> so we're going to, you know, it comes down to programming. I didn't get that programming. I got many other programs, but I didn't get that program that Victor's talking about, that he got the program that you take any work you can, you work as hard as you can at it, and on the weekend you rest, and rest means you watch TV and eat food. Yeah, you just chill as hard as you can. And and looking back, I didn't necessarily, like I would still work out and go for a run and do some things, but there wasn't, like, hey, well, let me express myself in a different way. I already know. I felt like I already know who I, I mean, was. Anything, I did certain things, and I had great pride in what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I had great pride in what I what essentially what I was what I thought was I, I was creating, which was this safety and security for my family. And I had these things which I thought were critical. You know, Robin and I owned our first condo when you were nineteen, I think. Yeah. But- even like think about we were talking about this last week. I never put this podcast up, but I had it on the YouTube channel. How like even in a run, that same mentality would go to a run in like, well, I just got to like, I would want you to go talk on a run. And you're yeah. like, no, no, no. I have to make myself exhausted from this run in order to feel like I achieved something in this run. Right, right, right. right. I pushed up against it as if it was a, a challenge. Like uh, I was literally for... Uh, and for many years, the same thing, you know, one of the messages I always send is like, train, don't drain. And I was very well doing that for all of my 20s and the vast majority of my 30s. Like just training, destroying my body as opposed to going like, am I getting greater results by destroying myself? Well, that, that, that's just what I'm. you're supposed to do. Instead of using the body as a vehicle to experience other things. That's a whole nother podcast as well as to create that balance. But it's a starting point. I think that's for most people, it's a very good starting point because you're not going to necessarily, you know, hop on a plane and go somewhere to escape. I look at San Diego and I'm like, man, this is why we don't live here. It is so hard to escape Watico. We're going to come back to that in a second. When you're here, you can. But I mean, I even I talked about it on, again, Making Mindfulness YouTube this week that even when I want to escape this feeling of grind and and escape the dopamine rush and escape um, like into the ocean and just find peace in the water, then there's ang- people, angry people in the water too. So it's really, really hard to find this disciplined space of where you can just tune in and do activities that build up your prana, build up your chi, build up your sense of Life self. Forces. Yeah. <laughs> and so when Victor and I go for a run, sometimes this same, like we don't, we have really nice schedule for work. We don't ever feel like, oh, man, I got to, I got work eight hours today. You know, we have a lot of gaps in our day to, to feel a sense of self. But then we'd go for a run and it was like, well, I want you to, I talked about, I want you to talk to me when we run. He's like, no, I just want to run hard and have that feeling of fatigue and exhaustion after. And I'm like, okay, awesome. But I'm not going to run with you then. I'm just going to say, I want to finish a run and feel like, um, like I have more energy out of my run. That's not to say that I'm right. I know my tone of my voice always makes me sound like I'm saying that I'm right. I just get excited about things. And, and it was, it was 
that feeling though that I'm always asking Victor, hey, I want that in all parts of our life in a way. I want to feel like everything we do isn't to drain. It's to it's to add more vitality to how we feel. And that's what you can start with. Like I think that's why it's a good spot for a lot of times for people to start with uh, that going to <laughs> well, so yeah, and what makes good bank accounts. Start with yoga. Start yeah. with easy yoga. Something that you finish yoga and you're like, wow, I feel better. I have more energy. For a long time, you would go to yoga with me early on and it would just drain you too. Remember? Yeah, I think the problem with that is that I was looking at as a first as a physical challenge, like how far can I push my mobility so that I can be better at blank, blank and blank, as opposed to be tapping in to understanding that it's a balance and harmony and generation generating energy we don't have energy we generate it and furthermore now like we are surrounded by energy how can we tap into it so you've done a really good job of of like starting to live what you're talking about more and more so do do you have like tips for like how do you How did you go from being disconnected from that energy to start to tap into the energy around you? Um, I think one of the easiest and simplest things is getting in nature. And what's common for a lot of people uh, is, you know, the the term grounding is super important or it's been circulating around for some time. You know, we're we're concrete to concrete um, with our feet covered in rubber-soled shoes. We don't feel and connect to energy as a source, but it's all around us. Mother Nature is, is there to sort of heal and connect to it. Find a place that you can feel that most vibration, frequency, or color that just a place that really resonates with you and sit in it, stand in it, exercise in it, breathe in it. And that leads me to my next point. Um, breath work and connectedness with the self uh, or self-awareness has been an incredible tool for myself to start bringing myself into the moment like, oh, what am I feeling in this moment? What am I feeling in this moment? What am I feeling in this moment? And while that sounds like, God, what a task. Well, well, well what's the, uh, the opposition? And the other thing that happens is a complete disconnection from self and the people around you. That leads to dis-ease. The right? problem is that that's so normal. Yeah. A disconnected of self doesn't strike most people because everybody is kind of like that. And... We just watched it. We just saw, we're, we're going through um, our trip down here in San Diego and it's just so obvious to us. But of course, if most people don't recognize it because they don't know any different. And the other thing with any of these protocols that I mentioned in this is like, it take, first off, it takes you, it took you a long time to get as disconnected as you currently are. It's going to take a little time to undo it and connect with that. And, and that's super important to understand because if you're not feeling joy and vitality throughout your day, you are going to slowly kill yourself, your body. You have to feel joy. And that's where the heart chakra comes in because the heart chakra is such a powerful gateway to um, to tapping into a healthier solar plexus. And it really does start with just feeling joy a lot of times is hard if you are holding guilt towards yourself it's not usually towards other people that that um that at least i notice people i work with struggle it's learning to just forgive the self to have acceptance 
again, you used to remember we used to say that. You would say this inner dialogue, like, I'm a piece of shit. I can't yeah. do this. And that really is the starting point of, like, of changing the dialogue of, like, yeah, I'm flip amazing. The, flipping the script and, and, and being aware of your self-talk is a part of self-awareness. Um, but very few people will actually share. I actually shared um, with uh, a very good friend. He was struggling and and uh, his business that he was creating and i shared like you know it's tough because i i had a dialogue where in i have a dialogue an inner dialogue that generally most days wants to say like man you're a piece of crap you still haven't figured this out and robin will occasionally call on call me on this and go and actually it really came to fruition it really came to a point when jariah made dinner this week and he wanted to take the whole thing from start to finish and he came out it was great, but there were a few little odds and ends. Like, oh, one thing might have not been finished or prepared as well. And he was like beating himself up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you beating yourself up? You did a great job. You've never prepared artichokes, for example. <laughs> You're not going to get it right the first time. Just like, learn the lesson and move forward and have pride in what you did. And Robin looks at me like, why don't you do that to yourself? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> And so if it helps you, think about that. If you have a child, think about how you speak to them. And, and maybe, maybe you are. I mean, this is a, a, assuming you have loving compassion for your children. If you, you are telling them they're, they're, they're not so hot all the time, well, you got other problems. You, you got a lineage of problems. But having that loving compassion for yourself is the first step. And then one other thing that I've been doing a little, that I did a lot more to get me out of that hole of not feeling or not is positive self-talk that almost seems ridiculous, <laughs> right? Yeah. Positive self-talk, which almost seems ridiculous that I highly recommend you do, especially if you're in a pit of, man, I just don't feel, I kind of feel dead inside. Only certain extremes make me feel good, which is like extremely buzzed, extremely you know, horny, extremely, <laughs> extremely sad. And, and so you're in extremes. I mean, if you have anxiety or depression, that's an extreme. And well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. If you're having those, those messages, standing and looking in the mirror every once in a while and, and like a knucklehead, like I am happy. I am happy. And I'm smiling right now. Yeah. Have a big smiley face. Even though you don't feel like smiling, smile. Just those muscles triggering starts to send a message to your body. And remember the mind. tell you to skip. Yeah, you started skipping. Yeah, skipping, dancing, moving. Although that's a, that's a good one too. If I if you miss an opportunity to dance with your wife, I don't care if you're horrible. If you have a partner and you miss an opportunity at some point during the day to dance, you're missing out on a lot of vital a, a lot of vitality and connection that could be could be absolutely. I don't care if you feel like a moron. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Uh, so, so we talked a little bit about how the solar plexus. I remember this is like so important for your solar plexus to be balanced because it's in charge of your digestion and your digestion's off. You're not going to get nutrients to your body. So this is all self-perpetuating. So your solar plexus can be balanced by looking upstream to your heart chakra, being silly, skipping, dancing, loving, saying, I am happy. I am joy. I am light. Um, but also through your sacral chakra. And this is really where it gets... Um, probably this is this, the biggest place it gets blocked in people and the reason it gets blocked we're going to talk about is watiko watiko is a mind virus before i do my long explanation do you have a better do you want to do a short one or you want me to do my long 
deep well, philosophical. No, I, I, yeah, I'd like to add a little bit. And in many cultures, this exists as different names, right? Uh, the jinn. I know David Icke always talk about that. And this is this sort of inner conflict that potentially is happening within us that can literally pull us apart. And is it an actual, well, Robin will get into it as sort of a mind virus, but this, this self-talk, and this is actually related a little bit to the self-talk. Well, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's raised, it's this, this negative forced energy. There's like not these reptilian people that are hovering outside your shoulders and ah, attacking okay. you. So it's, it is truly the ego. That's yeah. the easy way, I think, to describe it. What Tico is the ego. The ego keeps your uh, sacral chakra blocked. Your sacral chakra is when it's blocked, you are going to constantly be searching for worthiness outside yourself. And this is normal. We all do it. I, I mean, I still catch myself doing it to some extent, especially I'm sitting here right now looking at that brand new momentum thinking like, dang it, why are we traveling in a, in a small RV? We should have a big luxury RV. Our life will be, and then I go, wait, wait, it's not going to necessarily bring me any more inner peace, inner happiness. It's not, I like that this old RV can go get sandy and co- can be towed easily. It brings me joy. But I catch myself comparing. Ooh, that momentum's nicer because it's nicer. I would be more worthy if I was driving around in a big fancy momentum like that. So Watiko is has been first you got to keep in mind that it's probably been a force manipulating your thoughts your parents thoughts your grandparents thoughts forever so to break free of it seems really weird and uncomfortable because it's not the norm and what happens is it's these this this mind virus that makes you detach that makes you think that you are separate from me that I am separate from my husband, that he is separate from you, that we are all separate. And as soon as we see ourselves separate, we go into this comparison or we have to prove ourselves better or prove ourselves important enough or prove ourselves a value instead of being able to look at each other that we're all one, that we're all a reflection of each other, that we are all part of each other, an integral part of each other's stories. And... I think the biggest lie that we've been told that keeps us stuck in this pattern is that the world is lack. There's not enough money. There's not enough energy. There's not enough food. There's not enough time. There's not enough um, approval. And, and I can tie it back into even that simple run that that Victor's you know, doing that he wanted to finish with a lot of uh, exertion or maybe when he uh, would go or to jiu yeah. or when he'd go to lifting weights, I'd always say, like, it's just never enough. There's never enough. Like, when is it that you ran fast enough? When is it that you're good enough at jiu-jitsu? When you have black belt, black belt with two stripes, black belt. When, when is that feeling of a parangraha kick in? And I catch it for myself, too. And that's why I, anytime I tell him, I'm like, it's because I'm having this inner dialogue with myself that makes me be able to like say, hey, what do you think about this? When is it enough? When is the car new enough? When is the house 
um, decorated perfectly enough? When is all of those are a byproduct of Watiko, of this feeling, this mind virus Not that enough. you are separate from me and I am separate from you. And because of our separation, there isn't enough to go around. Therefore, I must pursue more. I must work harder. I must get that raise. I must buy a newer car. Yeah, you, you're, yeah, you're feeling yeah, all this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And why does that matter? Like, how do you escape it? That's the big thing. I always go like, okay, hopefully you Most follow this Most people can thought. follow that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. But, but what do I do? Like, I have a mortgage now. I have a car payment now, Robin. I can't just pick up and go in an RV. I can't. Now you're telling me actually to spend more money. I'm already like stretched so thin. And you're telling me to spend more money to fly to Denver and go on a backpacking trip or to fly to Tulum and go for a yoga retreat. And I'm like, no, you just, you start small. It's like you start small in your own um, day-to-day life because we were there too at one point. I remember sitting in 20, beginning of 2015 with Victor on the beach and being like, when is this enough? Like, all I want to do is get in this ocean and play on the sand with my kids. I don't necessarily need the, this house. I'm happiest when I am in my RV. So like, hey, what, what could we do to sm- slowly shift? And we started for us, we started with something small. Like I remember, um, I have a blog about this, about how we save money for travel. I started putting cash in envelopes and I'd only spend what I had in my envelopes as opposed to spending with a credit card. I stopped shopping at Costco so that I would save money because even though maybe per can of black beans I was saving money, I was spending on things that were not necessary, not necessities. And then we started with something small, like, hey, can we save money for a couple months and go live in our RV for five months? I, I mean, I definitely approached it with you about let's save money first. It was practical. It's practical. We can, but I knew deep down I was searching for connection with, with nature, with myself, with my kids, with my husband. I didn't care anymore about my house, what it looked like. I didn't care about well, you know, if it was a new car, I just wanted the experience. I just wanted the solar plexus chakra. I wanted that feeling of how I felt in the ocean every day of like, wow, I did that. I made it through the whitewater or whitewash to paddle out. Oh, wow. I sat there and a dolphin swam under my board. Oh, wow. I just um, got to play tag with my kids at 11 o'clock on a Monday morning instead of them being sitting in a car or in a classroom being brainwashed like there's so many things that those are those are all solar plexus those are all we call manipura those are all the things where it's like hey and like and it did like you said it took a while but remember with climbing you used to when you did feel this sense of space in your body when you had more time and you were relaxed and you fed yourself beforehand and you had slept and you weren't overworked remember when you'd go climbing and you would just climb like so just climb till you feel, um, just climb for joy. And yeah. you'd climb like 15 feet. And then you'd come down and you're like, okay, I can do it again. Let's, let me go 20. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And like how different that would feel. And you're like, oh, instead of telling myself, I'm only good if, if I make I, it to uh, the top. Yeah, sure. You're, and I was yeah. like, let's just go climb. Just climb as much as that you feel happy. And again, the only reason I would say that to Victor was because I had to do that to myself for a while. I was so scared to lead climb. And my girls are so much better at it than me. And I would catch this comparison like, oh, 
why can't I do this? They're so good at this. And then I'd like shake my head and be like, wait, 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 this is my experience. This is my game in climbing. And I'd just say, I'd look at Gabby. I'm like, I love this shit. I'm just going to climb till I don't, till I'm not having fun. And then I'm going to come down. And a lot of times I'd just make it to the top because I'd be like six bolts up and be like, I'm still having fun. This is fun. Instead of putting this unrealistic pressure on myself that made no logical sense, but it was just a habit of not feeling like I'm enough. Therefore, I must do more to prove I'm enough. Yeah. And you want to add any? Yeah. No, I think you hit it pretty good. So in in short, this, this Watiko mind virus is essentially this inner conflict of that's telling you that you are not you are not enough you're 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 like well like what i used to tell myself very very often you're a piece of crap 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 keep pushing keep pushing and it's literally what what creates all this conflict in this world if you think about the people pulling strings in this world it's because they are sick with this mind virus that has them manipulating and conniving to get to the point where they get more power and control. And there is never going to be a satisfaction point for that level. And we are, like what David Icke always says, we are, that will ever be was, (laughs) we are, you know, we are made in the image and likeness. We We are complete the way we are. But we have been taught to be disconnected from that, from that source, from that energy, from the things that really can make us thrive. We've been taught that we, it, it, it's an illusion, that health is an illusion, that you need blank, blank, and blank to, to, to be healthy when really your body and your mind are designed to live in this harmony and to be able to interact with both of them to get to decipher the messages that they were sending you. Oh, you know, I'm not feeling so. You know, I need to close my eyes. I need to lay under this tree. You know, I need to sit with this person and have this wonderful connection right now. The, um, I kind of stuck with just those three chakras to not overwhelm, but if you think about it, like the idea of connectedness I am you, you are me, I am this tree, this tree is part of me. We all, we, when we start, looking at what connectedness means it's truly the root of spirituality and so it's really important to you know you can have a religion but it's really important to make sure that that religion is aligned with being a spiritual being that's keeping you connected with people you know if you're if you're in a religion and that's that religion is saying your religion is better than a different religion then that's creating a sense of divisiveness, a a sense of lack. And whenever you have that feeling of sense of lack, like we're not, we're not going, you you really can't truly step into that feeling of being interconnected and being able to not have Watiko manipulate you through fear. Um, One of the cool things though, is we can, we approach it, ourselves in our relationship from two ends of the spectrum. So while we we can apply these principles, uh, one of the things that we can also put in um, the sense, I don't want to go too far deep into quantum, but for me, it's always easy to just think of like, okay, through the quantum field, I can, when I feel connected to everything, 
I know that the law of attraction works for me, that I can draw to me what things that I will need to, as long as I'm living in alignment with my purpose and my purpose is my sense of self and I can look at it even further to like, okay, maybe my south node is the life, um, my past life karma that I'm holding on to. My north node shows what I need to overcome and we can get into Lilith and Chirons, but we don't need to for today. But we can look at those things because a lot of times people go, well, I don't know what my purpose is. And your purpose is to use your gifts to help assist in that interconnectedness. And for, um, for Victor, one of the cool things I think this week we discovered was we watched uh, David Avocado Wolf's uh, Iceland 1111 video. I think if you just search 1111iceland.com, um, it pops up. And he, you, re, you really, for some reason, that video really um, resonated. resonated with you. And one of the things that David says at the end is like, this is the best day ever. This is the best day ever. This is the best day ever. And I just love that every morning Victor says that to me. He's like, this is the best day ever. And it makes me so happy because like, that's to me, like the essence of connectivity between us. Like he's looking at me going like, because I believe, I believe that today is the best day ever. I am connected with you and I, and through you, together we're going to make it the best day. It's not like I have to go to work and I have to make money so that I can pay for this house so I can provide you safety and security. It's like, no, no, no. I'm lucky to be alive. I have this beautiful family, this beautiful uh, surroundings. I mean, I'm not like in the, this is not my favorite campground, but you know what? It's going to be the best day ever. Yeah. And that's what goes back to one of those other other things that I alluded to is like sometimes you just got to smile even though you don't feel it and just start retraining your body and mind and what I really appreciated by him is that is in his quirky self he just owns it and it comes through um, in that video and I was like man if this guy can be uniquely himself and I there's a ton that I buy into it do it including the the consciousness of the water and the springs that he was talking about if really really well done but also that, you know, this is like you know, Joe Dispenza talks about it, like spend your meditations and your time whilst we have to work through our trauma and our programming and that pain. We can't wallow in it. We, ha we have to heal from it and we have to move forward and feel that we are we are creators. Okay, we are creators. We either creators <laughs> or victims and victimhood is what Watiko is all about. I have a good story. I just thought of when you were telling that, telling that, and I'm like, we'll finish up with this story. So this is the perfect example of how it's so important to add experiences because I just realized that while Victor did not do all of the hikes we did, maybe only even 10% of the hikes we did, there are some of the hikes, especially early on because our kids were young. Or, oh, I think because we were in the PNW a lot early on and our kids happened to be young. Just coincident, not because of this. But we used to do so many waterfall hikes. Do you uh -huh. remember? you remember that? We would do so many. I don't know why. We don't now because, I, because uh, Gabby, Isabel, and I, Jariah too, are like obsessed with uh, sharp, jagged mountains. And... So I feel like we see less waterfalls, but long-winded way of saying, Victor loved, he loved walking by waterfalls. 
Do you remember that? Every time you'd be like, oh man, feel the ions, feel the ions. I think that's when you're watching the video, it probably on a subconscious level triggered that how amazing that made you feel. Yeah, and and that's why that resonated too. And in even the ocean, the same thing, like being near the ocean, the ions of the ocean right now is like, oh, especially since the water temperature is cold and sometimes it's not, the surf's not good. You have to get something else out of it. We can go into another one too about how those ions are actually affecting the chemicals in your brain. But I think for today, that was a long one. Yeah. So, so I think we, we hit upon getting in alignment and understanding these points. It, it, it really is important for your vitality and your health. So if you're not feeling as vital as as excited about life and you seemingly are like oh i'm eating healthy (laughs) i'm doing these things and you don't this is another level that you can really step into like hmm who am i and if you define yourself very simply by what you are doing and it doesn't and you're not feeling as vital like you need to potentially go deeper you know sometimes when i prompt people through a meditation in myself i'm like i am a father I am a husband. I am a music dance nerd. Like I, you identify those all these levels. I am a tree hugger. I am a I I like to hike. I like to be an I'm an ocean starer. I am a stargazer. You know, there's all these things that start to make up like, oh my god, I'm a very complicated, nuanced person that loves experience. If you can't get to all that there's a good chance you're living in the hormones of stress on the level and watiko's got some hold of you and is controlling a little bit of what uh, you know uh like a meerkat <laughs> you know poke his head out okay is there any danger okay there's there's danger get back inside and so to live a full amazing life go deeper and tell yourself Today is going to be the best day ever. Best day ever.